0: Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams shine the light on how we can live the life of our Welcome back to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm so grateful that you're joining me again today, and I've enjoyed the feedback from you on previous episodes. Today's is going to be a solo episode, and we're going to be talking about your dreams and desires. And the first thing I want you to think about is, when did you stop dreaming? If you have. If not, that's great. A lot of us grew up, think back to your childhood, when you had major dreams. You thought the world was your oyster. You could do anything. But at some point, we kind of lost that. And I don't know where, whether that was uh, becoming an adult, having responsibilities how are you going to pay your bills, whatever. But that dream still lives inside of you, that dream and desire. That thing that you did as a child that just lit you up, that you could do for hours on end and you just lose track of time where you kind of get your flow. It's not dead though. We've tried to stuff it down with our daily responsibilities and being responsible and all of that but it's still there. And I'm here to tell you that if there is still a desire in you, that desire is for you. I believe desires are God given. Now, not if our desire is to sit and watch Netflix and eat Doritos all day, but we're talking about those true desires, like what really lights you up. If it's in you, it's for you. So I want to encourage you to shake off the dust of your dreams and we're going to talk about that a little in this episode. I want to start with a quote by Andy Andrews in The Traveler's Gift, which if you've listened to a previous episode, you know is one of my favorite books of all time. But he says in there, a person without a dream never had a dream come true. Because if you've ever experienced that, actually fulfilling your dream, you'd never stop dreaming. There's also another quote by John Shedd. It's attributed to a lot of different people, but it's called, ships in the harbor are safe, but that's not what ships are made for. So a lot of us are living our safe little comfy lives in our comfort zone but we're ships. We're we're ships that are meant to sail, that are meant to do and serve other people. I've also heard it been said that the desire in your heart is there for a reason. It's a signal that someone needs what you have to give. Somebody is singing is sending out a help, an SOS, I need help. And what you have, your gifts, your light inside of you can be the thing that helps somebody else. So My encouragement is not to stay in that safe harbor, but to go out and try to pursue your dreams. Today, I want to start off by telling you about one of our beacons, who is a historical figure who you may or may not have heard of. I hadn't heard of her, and her name's Bessie Coleman. She was the first African-American pilot, and you might think, Oh, big deal. But wait till you hear the time frame that she did this in. She was born in 1892 in the United States in a very small town in Texas, Atlanta, Texas. Her and her family later moved to Waxahachie, Texas, which is also a smaller town where they were, you know, involved in the cotton industry. She went to school, she loved school, had to walk four miles each way to go to school, and her education was interrupted by the cotton season each year. But she discovered reading, and she loved it. It was her favorite pastime, and she read biographies of other African American people who had done just extraordinary things like George Washington Carver, and eventually she she had big aspirations they it wasn't narrowed down yet but she knew she was going to be something eventually she moved to Chicago where her brothers lived one of her older brothers had um, been in world war one by that point she was like around 20 at that time so he He'd been to Europe and seen you know, European countries, and he came back and told her, do you know women can fly airplanes in, in France? And so that kind of sparked a fire in her, and so she was determined that she was gonna be a pilot. Not so easy here in the US in that time frame. She researched different aviation schools, and they wouldn't allow her to join. First of all, women weren't supposed to be pilots, and especially not African-American women. But she found out that French aviation schools would allow women to join. But there was one small problem. She didn't speak French. But she didn't let that stop her. She, so she started taking language lessons she applied for a passport and worked to gather money for her trip which she eventually gathered enough and she cashed in her savings and she went on an ocean liner to Europe to France specifically where she eventually found a school that would accept her into flying now once there She, again, she had to walk nine miles to school each way. So this is some serious determination from somebody from small town Texas in that day and age to be able to take all these steps because she had her dream, her desire in her heart. She pictured herself as a pilot. Well, eventually she did get into school, like I said and in 1921 she became the first black woman in the world to get a french pilot's license which was an international license which was better than a u.s license anyway because she could go anywhere so that was one goal achieved so she came back to the u.s the only problem was there were no jobs for african-american pilots at the time except for what they called barn burning, which is kind of like the stunt flying that you do, you know, the turns and all of that in the airplanes. So she eventually wound up doing that. And she was very successful. And in a lot of the shows that she participated in, her just being there and participating inspired many other African-Americans to then go on and want to be pilots. Just overall, she faced obstacle after obstacle in pursuit of her dream, but she had it set in her mind that that's what she was going to do, and she did it, and she inspired others to do more than they thought they could do, which is really why I consider her a beacon who shone the light for other people to show them the way to live their dreams. So kind of going back to you, what is it in your life, that you've been sitting on that you really need to get started on I'm just daring you to dream again and if you start to dream and your automatic response is well there's no way I could make money at that or whatever don't go there because your dream is in you for a reason so say you really loved to color or something as a child what was it that got you in the flow or whatever. And can you just start doing it again? Just give your, feed your soul. And then you never know what can happen. That's the first step. You need action. For example, one of the things I loved to do as a child was to play teacher. I loved it. And I made my little sister sit there and I taught her lessons. And and another dream I had was to be in the book industry, a writer, something like that, which I am pursuing now, writing my first book. And actually, Bessie Coleman is one of the characters that shows up in my book. I don't know if it's ever gonna go anywhere, but you know what? It makes me feel fulfilled when I put pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard and just do a little something along the way. And you never know what can happen. Because like I said, it's in you for a reason. So just take the first steps. And the other thing is, even with Bessie Coleman, her family was against her flying. Because they didn't feel like it was safe and it was too far-fetched and all of that. There's always going to be doubters and naysayers in your life. But as you've heard on previous episodes, one of the Jim Rohn quotes, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. How about you find five people who are pursuing things that go along with your dream? A beacon for you. We all need somebody to show the way. Somebody to show that it can be done, just like Bessie Coleman did. She showed others that, yeah, it can be so far-fetched, but you can still do it. So find that person who's done that weird crazy thing that you have in your heart or maybe you'll be the first one. Somebody out there needs you. They're they're calling for your help and that's why that's why the desire is in you. So I hope you've enjoyed this short little episode that gave you a burst of inspiration to get back to your dreams. Write them down, just think of your perfect day. What would my perfect day be doing? And then work back from there and do a little of it every day. And I'm taking my own advice here too. Anyway, I hope you go out there and have a great week. And contact me if this had any effect on you or you were inspired in any way. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music through this podcast.